are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. 2 Samuel chapter number 18, 2 Samuel chapter number 18 this morning. And the king was much moved and went up to the chamber over the gate and wept. And as he went, thus he said, Oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would God I had died for thee. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. Our Heavenly Father this morning, as we look to the Word of God, we hear the heartbroken cry of a king whose son had gone astray. The heartfelt anguish of a father whose son is now lost without hope and without help. And I pray this morning that you would help us to attune our ears and to open our hearts. For though this verse conveys to us a tragic message, Really, in this verse, there is a wonderful truth. May you help us to lay hold on it this morning. and May you use it to not just touch our hearts, but to change our lives. We'll thank you and praise you for it. For we ask in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Our text for this hour comes from the life of David as recorded here on the pages of Scripture. And it records for us the response of David to the news of Absalom's death. Could I just say this? A wonderful way to study the Bible is by looking at characters. When you look at characters, you will find that human nature is unchanging. Throughout the course of history, people have the same emotions, people respond in the same way, and characters of the Bible are quite instructive. Absalom was a young man who was given privilege, he was given opportunity, but it was all in vain, it was all wasted because Absalom had a rebellious heart. On the other hand, there is David, his father, I know if we go through the pages of Scripture, we can find that David had faults and David failed. But the truth of it is, David is described as a man after God's own heart. While David's heart was humble, Absalom's heart was haughty. While David's heart was responsive, Absalom's heart was rebellious. While David's heart was tender, 
Absalom's heart was just tough. While David's heart was merciful, Absalom's heart was merciless. While David's heart was sensitive, the heart of Absalom was seared. This reminds us of the great truth that the heart of the matter is the heart. We often sing the song, how about your heart? Is it right with God? That's the thing that counts today. The Bible reminds us in Proverbs 4.23, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And I'm particularly interested this morning in David's response of which we read in our text. Could I say in this verse, the response that David makes to the news of Absalom, his son, is truly a response that is worthy of a king. And it is a reflection of the heart of the king of kings. David, the man after God's own heart, in this passage, clearly reveals to us the heart of the King of Kings, the God of heaven, in his response. And for the next few minutes, I want to speak to you on this thought, the grace of the King. Could I say as I look at this verse and I look at the events that lead up to it, I am persuaded that the grace of the King is undeniable. There is no way you can argue with the fact that David's heart is filled with love and compassion and a great burden for this son who has gone so far astray. It's proven by his long suffering. If we were to take our Bible and turn back just a few pages to chapter 13 of 2 Samuel, we, we begin to understand the story. We know what Absalom has done. We're familiar with it. And if you're not, we'll touch on it in just a few moments. But needless to say, Absalom has been alienated from the king. Absalom, because of a crime that he has committed, has had to flee and had to depart the country. And he's gone to uh, his relatives. And uh, the Bible says this in 2 Samuel chapter number 13 and verse number 37 and 38. And David mourned for his son every day. So Absalom fled and went to Geshur and was there three years. Could I just say this? For three long years, the king every day mourned over his son who had departed, mourned over his son who was out of fellowship, for three long years, every day, the king watched, the king waited. I believe the king wept and prayed for his son who had gone astray. There is no denying the long suffering of David the king. It's not only proven by his long suffering, it's proven by his longing. Verse number 39 of 2 Samuel chapter number 13 says, And the soul of King David longed to go forth unto Absalom. Could I just say this? Though Absalom has sinned, though Absalom has done wrong, though Absalom by his own choices and of his own volition is alienated from the sovereign of the nation, 
that sovereign still has a compassionate heart, a longing heart, and every day for three years that king longs to be reconciled to the one who's gone astray. It's proven by his long-suffering. It's proven by his longing. It's even proven by David's limitation that he places upon his armies as they go out. You know the story, Absalom comes back finally. There's somewhat of a reconciliation, but Absalom's heart is not changed. Before long, Absalom begins to uh, plot and to scheme and to raise an insurrection against his father, even plots and plans with the purpose of killing his father, David. And what is David's response to all of this as he sends his men out to battle to defend the nation? 2 Samuel chapter 18 and verse number five, and the king commanded Joab and Abishai and Ittai saying, deal gently for my sake with the young man, even with Absalom. Oh, if there were anyone that deserved judgment, it was Absalom. If there were anyone that deserved the death penalty, it was Absalom. If there were anyone that deserved the wrath of the kingdom directed against them, it was Absalom. But yet the heart of the king is such and is so filled with grace and tenderness and compassion that as he sends his generals out to battle, he says to them specifically, deal gently with the young man, even with Absalom. Can I say the grace of the king is undeniable when we consider his long suffering, when we consider his longing, his limitation, but I think it's most evident in our verse in 2 Samuel chapter 18 and verse number 33. As we read of the mourn, uh, the mourning and the anguish that David feels as he hears of Absalom's death and he cries out, oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would God I had died for thee, oh, Absalom, my son, my son. If you know anything about studying the Bible, you'll know that generally speaking, five is the number of grace. And in this very lament over David's son, Absalom, five times specifically he refers to him as my son, my son, my son, my son, my son, my son. son. Nothing can change that you are my son and my heart is touched for you. But all could I say if the grace of this king is undeniable, how much more is the grace of the king of heaven undeniable? Yes, because we can see it manifested in his long suffering. Who of us has not done wrong? Who of us has not gone astray? Who of us have not lifted our hands with a rebellious heart against the laws of God and against God's principles? And yet God says to us, I'll be patient, I'll wait. I wish I could be reconciled. I want to be reconciled. I'm gonna stay my hand of judgment and wait and hope that perhaps you will come to yourself and return. It's seen by his longing. All throughout the pages of scripture, we read of how God longs to be reconciled with those who have gone astray. We see it by his limitation, how God, he deals with us, but he doesn't deal with us harshly. It is the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. We learn in the book of Romans and all how God laments over those who have gone astray from him. The grace of the king is undeniable. Could I say this? The grace of the king is unending. 
despite all that Absalom has done, the grace of the king has never been affected. It has never changed. It has never been lessened. It has never been diluted. It has never been changed in one element. David's heart is always the same. He wants Absalom to be forgiven. He wants Absalom to be reconciled. The grace of the king is unending despite Absalom's crime. Second Samuel chapter number 13, we read the story of how he murdered his half-brother Ammon. It was a revenge killing. It was plotted for some two years as Absalom schemed and and uh, uh, planned and worked to set the scene and to set the situation up until the right occasion arose. It was not something done in a moment of anger. It was not something that was done without thought. It was done with forethought. It was done with malice of heart. It was done with intent. It was the blackest of black crimes that you could commit to intentionally rob the life of someone because you felt justified in that response through what they had done. Yet despite it all, the king's grace was still extended. It was unending despite Absalom's conspiracy. In chapter number 15 and verses six and verse number 12, we read of Absalom's conspiracy. The Bible says in Second uh, Samuel chapter 15 and verse number six that Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. I think Pastor Cooper put it well when he said that Absalom seemed more attentive, more affectionate, and more available than David. But the problem was that Absalom had an agenda. While David was after the heart of God, Absalom was after the hearts of the people. And could I just say this, when there's someone who to you appears more attentive, who to you appears more affectionate and more available than the leadership that God has set up over you, you might want to mark it down and beware. It may be that rather than really uh, being concerned about you and caring about you, they have an agenda on which they are working. And Absalom's conspiracy was against David, his father. And the Bible says in verse number 12 that the conspiracy was strong for the people increased continually with Absalom. And yet through it all, Though Absalom was stealing the hearts of the people of David's kingdom, yet David's grace remained the same. Could I just say this? The grace of the king was unending despite Absalom's corruption. 2 Samuel chapter number 16 and verse number 22. One of the most vile, one of the most despicable acts that could have been committed so they spread Absalom a tent on the top of the house. And Absalom went in unto his father's concubines in the sight of all Israel. To sin in such a vile manner. But even more tragically to sin in such an open manner. To not just sin wickedly, but to sin and boldly proclaim your sin before all the people. And yet somehow, the king's grace was unaffected. Oh, could I say, does this not remind you of our king? We have committed a crime against him by our sin, but more than just a crime, a conspiracy, 
more than just a conspiracy, our corruption as we've all gone astray, we have turned everyone to his own way. And yea, could I say, despite Absalom's very cruelty, here's what Absalom said. Ahithophel said to him, he said, I will pursue after David, chapter 17 of 2 Samuel. The people, I will make him afraid and all the people that are with him shall flee and I will smite the king only. Verse number four, and the saying pleased Absalom well. Can you imagine the depths of depravity of a young man who when he hears the word, this is the plan, this is what we're gonna do, we're gonna kill your father. That's our intent, that's our goal. We're gonna take your father and we're gonna put him to death. And the Bible says, and the saying pleased Absalom well. And yet despite it all, there is grace extended for, we read earlier the words of David in chapter 18 and verse number five, deal gently with the young man for my sake. I think we cannot disagree with the fact that the grace of the king is undeniable. We cannot argue with the fact that the grace of the king is unending. But here's the tragedy of this verse. The grace of the king is unavailing after death. Though David loves Absalom, though David wants Absalom to be reconciled. Absalom squandered every opportunity that was extended to him. Absalom turned away every invitation. Absalom rejected every offer and ultimately Absalom lost his life despite the grace that the king extended. Despite his continuance, despite the king's compassion, Despite the king's concern, Absalom continued in the path of rebellion and found death. And though the king's grace is unending, and though it's undeniable, it cannot change things after death. Jesus made an interesting statement in Matthew chapter number nine and verse number six when he said, the son of man hath power on earth to forgive sin. That is, as long as you and I walk on planet earth, there is power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus Christ. But when our day comes and we pass from this earth into eternity, there is no more power to forgive sins. The die has been cast. Uh, the idea has been, the uh, fate has been settled. There is no more opportunity. What you and I do, we must do in this life, we must do now. For it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this, the judgment. I read the story of a man by the name of George Wilson. George Wilson in 1829 in the United States of America robbed the U.S. mail in the state of Pennsylvania. It's a matter of history that George Wilson was arrested. George Wilson was tried and George Wilson was found guilty and sentenced to death. George Wilson had a relative who had some connections, was distantly related to the man 
who then happened to be president of the United States, Andrew Jackson. They wrote a very touching letter to Andrew Jackson and Andrew Jackson in a moment of compassion and tenderness and concern issued a presidential pardon to George Wilson for the crime that he had committed. The message was hurried off to uh, the messenger and the messenger carried it all the way to the state of Illinois where I believe George Wilson was awaiting uh, his death sentence and uh, it was carried to the warden of the prison and delivered to the warden who in turn took it to the, the cell on death row where George Wilson awaited death by hanging. When they arrived at the cell door, the account goes that George Wilson, when informed that he had a presidential pardon from the President of the United States, swore and said, I'm not interested in a pardon from Andy Jackson. So all of a sudden there was a quandary. Does George Wilson die or does George Wilson live? George Wilson has been tried, he has been found guilty, he has been sentenced to death. But on the other hand, he has been issued a presidential pardon, pardoning him for the crime which he has committed. But now what do we do because George Wilson refuses to accept the presidential pardon that is issued to him? Do you know that the case went all the way to the Supreme Court of the United States? And in the majority opinion, Chief Justice Marshall wrote these words, a pardon is an act of grace. Proceeding from the power entrusted with the execution of the laws, which exempts the individual on whom it is bestowed from the punishment the law inflicts for a crime he has committed. A pardon is a deed to the validity, the validity of which delivery is essential. And delivery is not complete without acceptance. It may then be rejected by the person to whom it is tendered. And if it be rejected, we have discovered no power in a court to force it on him. George Wilson must be hanged. And so he was. And everyone in this room this morning would look at George Wilson and say, what a fool. What a fool. What a fool to have an act of grace extended to you, an act of compassion and mercy to pardon you, to free you from the penalty you so richly deserve. And yet in your pride and in your arrogance, in your self-righteousness, you disdain to welcome it with open arms. You turned it away. And as a consequence, you suffered the penalty which you so righteously merited. But all oh, could I say scattered across this room without a doubt, there are men and women, young people who have been extended a pardon from the King of Heaven, pardoning you for the crime of sin against God, of rebellion, and God has delivered it to you. It has been tendered to you. It has your name on it. It's for whosoever will. And yet, without a doubt today, there will be someone who will say, I'm good enough. I don't need that pardon. I'm not ready yet to accept that pardon. Could I just say to you, a pardon that is rejected is no pardon whatsoever. And a person who rejects the pardon of Jesus Christ that he purchased with the price of his own blood on the cross of Calvary will by their own choice spend an eternity in a place called hell without hope and without help, not because they could not be saved, but because they would not be saved. Oh, 
Listen to the heart of the king. Listen to the words of David. Oh, my son Absalom. My son, my son Absalom. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. But oh, could I say this morning, there's a cry from heaven this morning. Oh, dear sinner. Oh, sinner, oh, sinner. Oh, sinner, would you not just listen? Would you not just turn? Would you not accept what I have done for you? I find something very interesting. David says, would God, I had died for thee. Oh, but could I say that's exactly what the King of Kings did for you and did for me. One day he walked down a dusty road with a cross upon his back, made his way up to a place called Calvary, stretched out his arms and willingly offered his life to take our place, to pay our debt. And today he invites you to come. Come and receive my grace. Come and enjoy my pardon. Whatsoever you have done, it doesn't matter. My grace will cover it all. It doesn't matter how far you've gone. As long as you're breathing air, you haven't gone too far. If you'll come today, the grace of the King can make you a new creature in Christ. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.